Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I am a cheerleader for life itself. Great. You ready to know everything? I'll gather my pom poms and go, go, go. Well then, let's do it. Today, I have a lesson about the power of a list when you're stuck. Okay, I get stuck all the time, and I got a paper and pencil. So tell me more. Sometimes you're trying to come up with an idea for something, whether it's a main idea for a paper, a vexing question, or even what to make for dinner. But then you get stuck. You can't figure it out. You say, "Hmm, no, that's a bad idea. I don't like that. I don't even know if I'm hungry." Exactly. So here's something you can do: make a list of a bunch of ideas and just write them all down. Chances are, a lot of them aren't gonna work. But when you're saying, "Hmm, no, I don't know if this will work," hmm, maybe you're trapping yourself. You need to make a list of a bunch of different ideas, and somewhere on there, there'll be one that you can use. Oh yeah, spaghetti sounds great. Oh yeah. Why is the sun yellow? Oh yeah, I should write about the solar system. I think you're absolutely right. Not wanting to put anything down on paper until you've got it all figured out first can just trap you. Whereas if you make a mess and just put a whole bunch of ideas down there, some might sure be not the best ideas, but one or two is going to be okay. At least a seed of something that you can develop into something else. You got to make that mess before you can clean things up. Exactly. For an idea to be good, it needs to be getting out there. I know the ultimate example. What? Kids, we have you. You're babies. You don't know how to do anything. You don't talk. You just make a mess. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But we trust if we take care of you. If we put enough of you out there, you'll get the picture. You'll learn to walk. You'll learn to talk. You'll have good ideas, and maybe someday you'll take care of us too. Huh? I don't know if I love the idea of me and my friends being compared to spaghetti or book reports, but I think you are right. Sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith, make a list, and put your ideas out there, and trust that they'll turn into something good. Are you ready for today's poem? Yeah. What is it? It's called Seaweed by D. H. Lawrence. Seaweed sways and sways and swirls, as if swaying were its form of stillness. And if it flushes against the fierce rock, it slips over it as shadows do, without hurting itself. Oh. There's a lot to learn there from seaweed. May I read it? Yes. Seaweed, by D. H. Lawrence. Seaweed sways and sways and swirls, as if swaying were its form of stillness. And if it flushes against fierce rock, it slips over it as shadows do, without hurting itself. Clever seaweed. Yeah, this really brings new meaning to go with the flow.、Mm -hmm. I love that line, swaying 
is its form of stillness. Can you picture it? Yeah. Just the seaweed lying there, swaying back with the current and forth. So it's moving, but so calm, it seems almost still. Well, it'd be more effort if you're in the water to stay still than to move because the water's carrying you, right? Yeah. So the way to still yourself is to let yourself be moved. Exactly. And that even extends to getting hit and scraped and run right against a fierce rock. What happens to seaweed when that happens? It slips over, as shadows do, without hurting itself, which is truly amazing. I mean, if we get cut on the dragged walk, we hurt ourselves. We get a cut. But maybe if we go limp, if we go as soft as possible, if we can bend instead of firming up our body and screeching, we'll still get scraped, but maybe more seaweed style and less total disaster. Sounds about right. Go with the flow, let the current carry you, and hope you don't get cut. And if that doesn't work, I have another seaweed solution, too. What's that? Sushi eating party for all! Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. The other day, you and I were on a hike. And it was right as dark was falling. And we saw the most beautiful multicolored sunset. And it made me wonder, why are sunsets so many different colors? What produces the colors of a sunset? Wow, that's a great question. I'll look up and look it up and get back to you. your vexing question. Sunsets are so colorful for one reason, and that reason is air particles. The reason that the sky is blue is because air particles scatter the color blue more than any of the other colors, so we see blue all around us in the sky. However, when the sun's rays weaken, when it's going down, the blue scatters even more and becomes thin leaving room for the reds, oranges, and pink that make a beautiful sunset. Incredible. It reminds me of our vexing question about why leaves change color and Mm -hmm. how the green color is dominant, but the other colors are still in there. And as the green color weakens, when it stops getting sunlight, the other colors shine through. It sounds like pretty much the same thing's happening to the sky with a sunset. Exactly. It's like the end of every day is a mini autumn, but unlike leaves... We don't have to rake the clouds. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.